stories, real stories from real midwives. This is Head On View. Day in the life. <laughs> she said what? These are our stories. Hello, welcome to episode two. I hope someone has tuned back in. I'm sure they have. So, Wait, I'm just pouring some wine because so, I think it's going to be a thing. Wine during podcast. Wine and potters. Okay, again, it's just me and the lovely Laura this episode. I swear we do have a number three. We're going to keep yes. her for like surprise. Yes, today we have a little chat about kind of like birth and pregnancy, like in the media and in films. I guess, especially around Christmas, there's lots of films with like people giving birth and pregnancy. And babies. And And I always watch it before I became a nurse. Like, I, you know, I'd watch these things and whatever. Like, I was never like, oh, that's so realistic because I didn't know shit. I was just like, oh, yeah, wow, that happens. And now I watch stuff and I'm just like, that's ridiculous. That's (laughs) not what happens. We all know that. Your water doesn't break it and you're in labor and you've had your baby two seconds later with no pushing in. Because that's how it always is. Where's the umbilical cord and where's the placenta and why is it so neat? And the baby comes out looking three months old. Yes, and it's really (laughs) pink and not messy. and like nothing (laughs) yeah so we see a lot of that and Mm. um would you see um a lot of that in your role like with your nursing on set nursing like i saw i haven't done any shows where they've had Mm. pregnancy and if i did i hope i would stand up and be like sorry not realistic (laughs) not real now some of these shows do actually have medical consultants which i don't know if people know especially a lot of the big medical dramas would have medical consultants so then it always surprises me when (laughs) they get it so wrong when you're like what maybe they're hiring not doing their job maybe they're hiring (laughs) the wrong people yeah like but i guess as well you know, if you ask me think about cardiac nursing, wouldn't have a clue. Mm. If you ask me how to intubate, you know, someone on ICU, wouldn't have a clue. So, yeah. you know, I'm guessing they might have hired someone who would have a lot of knowledge in one area, but maybe not, not in other. So, you know, yeah. like sometimes you see those shows and I think someone had like a catheter like stuck up their nose or something. It was really weird. <laughs> and then, you know. Wrong they, hole. Yeah, it was like, what? Yeah. I always see these screenshots. What's that midwife show, the English one? And it was like originally set back in the 50s. Oh, um, um, called the Midwife. Called yeah, call the Midwife, midwife which yes. I love. I haven't watched for ages. And I actually that was, quite enjoyed so that. that was based off a book of a real midwife. Mm. And I feel like yep. they are pretty realistic from, yeah. from what I've seen. I haven't seen it for a little while. So I the can't first see. But series. the first kind of two or three seasons mm, I watched. Definitely. Um, and I felt they were someone who were very realistic. And in another show I used to love watching when I was a student because I was like, I'm studying, was <laughs> One Born Every Minute because obviously. You know, I've never watched that. Ah, so that is, so it's like a reality TV show. Yeah. Um, they have an English version now. They and they English actually have one, the yep. one out here too. Oh, really? And they have an American one. And that as well because it's reality and it's mm. It's not like sort of Love Island reality. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah. proper reality. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's comparing like, it to Love Island. Yeah, that's very realistic. So you can get an idea of what's happening. But when you watch a lot of other movies, like, what's that one? What to expect when you're expecting? Oh. Like, I mean, that's really funny. But when you see the one, like, I can't remember the character's name. And she just like sneezes and has twins. And oh, yeah. She's two seconds you. later, she's like a model again. And that um, movie, one of the things I do like about that movie, movie in terms of representing Mm. pregnancy and birth was the fact that all the women 
had very different experiences. Yeah. So, you know, you can have some women who, uh, and I've had two babies myself and I've been pregnant twice. And I can tell you now, I fucking hate being pregnant. Being pregnant. Did you find they were both very different? Or both you, very, both very different pregnancies, yeah. but I just wasn't feeling it. And I think that's really important because people are like, you know, you make this choice or you not, not have a choice. I don't know. That's probably a whole nother episode. Um, you know, having a baby mm. and my pregnancy with my first was just really sort of stock standard, you know, nothing, nothing serious, yeah. nothing this, nothing that, the birth, a different story, but just, I just didn't really feel that glowy. Yeah. And I was a little bit sick. I really like the fashion. I love the fact that all of a sudden I can have a big belly and and it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. And then I was like, oh, you're fat. It's like, oh yeah. And then as I became yeah. bigger in my pregnancy, I was just like, stop touching me. Stop asking me what I'm having. Stop. Yeah. I I couldn't stand it, and I just I wasn't loving it. And my second pregnancy I had hyperemesis yeah um and I literally vomited for 10 Which months I'm just assuming everyone <laughs> here knows what hyperemesis means but that just is like yeah. really severe morning sickness so severe like, all day all night so that you sickness. normally end up in hospital with fluids because you cannot Lots keep fluids. anything down. yeah so yeah. I hated that pregnancy too I just didn't like it you know when when people talk about oh, I can feel the baby kick, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm I'm literally being bruised from the inside. Um, I didn't enjoy it. There were certain things that I was very confused about, and it made me question whether or not I'd be a good mother. So because I think of that, as well, when you were pregnant too. So your kids are what like. 13, 13 and 9. Yeah. So there wasn't, you know, the social media wasn't crazy. There wasn't well, there, Instagram, like Facebook. Like we weren't getting bombarded with these images of people with their perfect People now, babies, they take pictures their of their bellies children, with the little signs. Like, I think growing up, all I knew of pregnancy, really, I went to a convent school, no sex education. So, you know, <laughs> literally did not even get educated Don't that have sex. Yeah. So... I also come from a big family, lots of children. My sister had her first kid in high school. So, you know, I was around oh, oh. babies a lot, around children a lot. So that was how I really learned about mothering. And so we didn't have all these, you know, you didn't have the pressures from the social mm. media telling you how you should look and what you should do. It was more just like family advice. Yeah. I remember going through each month of my pregnancy with my first child yeah. back in 2007 and I think I just joined Facebook and I almost feel like I missed out on a whole section of my life in terms of recording it yeah because I have maybe a handful of photos of me when I'm pregnant or when I'm breastfeeding yeah and now everyone who's pregnant there's now like they have so much they have like little they signs have, in the background yeah. 17 weeks they have 18 weeks like I love document, it which is like yeah which obviously but I don't really have I don't, yeah, but I, I feel that's kind of because we're old, like our whole life. Like, because who took <laughs> like it was a hassle to take a camera out of you when you were young, and like the camera phones, like first came out, I think, God, I was maybe twenty, but they were like shocking. You, you know, you'd take a phone. But you even then, you know what I don't? Like, I just I was so tired, even with early parenting. Yeah, I was like, what? How do these women find the time? Put the baby on the blanket that says mm. three months, I and know, these I are know. his milestones at three months. I was fucking crying. 
yeah. crying and crying. I feel it has got a little bit better recently. Mm. I feel people are a little bit – you do get more people now who are kind of like, this is what motherhood really is like. And because you see them, connected. they're like, you know, they're fucking tired. They're crying. Their baby hasn't shut up. Like, you know, so yeah. it's not yeah. all – roses and butterflies or you know and I think people need to know that coming in people mm. need to know that it's not all beautiful pictures and sunshine and it's not yeah just so just so people <laughs> just so it's realistic yeah like obviously you're gonna love your baby um sometimes it, not yeah but and sometimes hard. It, it you have to learn to love your baby yeah and this is one of the things like you you could probably talk more about um, birth itself. I don't work a lot in birth suite because I don't, I don't think that at all. (laughs) I did it. I did my time, but it's not really, I think in midwifery, you sort of fall into little pockets of midwifery that suits you. I reckon if I ever had another baby, I'd love to have you as my midwife. You would be so cool. See, I'm one of those hippy dippy midwives. I I fucking love it. I would love it. That was kind of another reason why I went to night shift as well, because Mm. I found I mean, apart from the fact that I didn't get on with a seven staff member during the day. Um, But (laughs) I found during the day that the birth was very medicalized. So it was very much induction, cesarean, put the sin up. And it was, you know, and you end up doing so much time, like charting everything from 5,000 different charts that, oh, now I've got to do this every half hour, this every 15 minutes. And of course it is important. You know, to make sure things are right. But, but you're also not I with just, woman. Yeah, that's what I found. I yeah. found I, I wasn't with them. When you see things in TV, I feel like you just don't really, unless it's a show that's specifically about midwives, I you think you don't ever see midwives. You just see doctors. Yeah. And then when I would talk to people in antenatal clinic and they'd be like, I hope you're delivering a baby. And I'd be like, well, it'll be the midwife. And they'd be like, well, would I want to be a doctor? And it would Isn't be that like, interesting? Well, so they're getting that from media. They're getting well, that's, that that's from. That's what I assume, yeah. Like, even American and you know American movies hold such a big place and in everyone's like lives. Grey's Anatomy, as well. like that, oh, which I, I do love Grey's Anatomy. I won't lie, but my you son know, loves that show. So you have like <laughs> one Doctor who is not only I haven't watched it for a while, so I'm probably going a few seasons back. But you know, you've got Addison, who's this amazing O and D Doctor, but who's also this neonatal surgeon. What? what? How? Like I've never seen a neonatal surgeon <laughs> and an O&D and like no, as no, in no, like no, they no. are like the same person. A few seasons later, there was like Arizona, and then she was the Peds doctor, and then all of a sudden she was O and G as well. And it's like, what? When when did you become from Peds? Because we to know there's no O&G. pediatric doctor like, that's gonna be like, yeah, let me catch the baby. They're gonna be like, no way, man. I'll yeah, stand exactly. over here. <laughs> exactly. So I think. From someone who works in birth suite, do you think that most women have like a skewed view on how they're going? I don't. I, I think it's hard. I think or? it's hard to kind of generalize like mm. that. I think it depends where you work as well, the kind of demographic mm. of the woman. So True. sometimes you'll see, you know, this pocket woman, and you know they have this whole birth plan, which is great. It's great as long as you're not too rigid sometimes yeah. people are very rigid you have to have this this this, this and it's like okay that's great but yeah. you have to be prepared things aren't going to work out um but yeah surprisingly i guess i do see a lot of people who literally have no clue no clue like no clue at all like mm. one woman even seemed surprised that the baby was going to come out of her vagina yeah yeah and i was just oh like, i think i remember it's like so this story so this and this is working in like a ma- not the hospital i met laura another hospital so like a major metropolitan hospital so this hospital has like a little assessment center so before they come up to birth suite they get assessed um and 
She was actually a primary, which is means it's her first baby. And the assessment centre said, okay, we're sending a primary up. She's four centimetres. So great, fine, heaps of time. Generally, primaries are the four centimetres. You know, it's enough you've for them to be admitted. Yeah. But you've got a while. She comes in and then I was just like setting the room up, getting a jug of water. And she's like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. And I was like, yeah, sure, go for it. The toilet's just, just there. And then all of a sudden, I just hear this, oh, my God, something's coming. What is this? Something's coming out. And I was like, what's that? Literally, like, 10 minutes ago, she was four centimetres. So I kind of went in there. And I was like, it's okay. Like, stand. And I was like, it's okay. She's Did like, you have gloves on? I like, I put gloves, as she said that, I put gloves on. And I walked in there. I walked into the bathroom. And I was like, it's okay. It's, it's like your baby. It's fine. And she just seemed very shocked that the baby was coming out of her vagina. Where did you think I, it was going to I know, come? I was very confused. She was like, what's happening? Why is it coming? And I was like, no, it's fine. It's just your baby. Like, obviously a bit quicker than we thought. Like, no worries. It's okay. And it was absolutely fine. No biggie. But, but she was so, yeah, I think she had expected cesarean. So because afterwards the husband was like, oh, we wondered when we were going to go for the operation. And I was like, hey, why would you go for an operation if there's no need? I think so many people are prepared to have a Caesar because yeah. it's the Caesar rate is so high. Yeah. And there's so much intervention. And because I work in clinic a lot, mm. I feel like more women accept a cesarean. Except that they're going to have a and also, They accept a cesarean, but they don't yeah. seem to be able to even But I also absorb. want to say that, like, nothing wrong. Like, if you no, choose for you, like, if you're for you, you know, for whatever reason, you feel yeah. it's best for you to have a cesarean, like, that's fine yeah. as well. People can get a bit judgy about types of birth. Like, yeah. oh, I had an natural birth. Even women's perception, they're okay with a cesarean. Yeah. They're, they've, like, accepted the fact that they might have a cesarean, yeah. but they haven't accepted the fact that they might also have a vaginal yeah. birth. Yeah. You know, when I'm with people and they've done, you know, this amazing labor and they've been there for hours and then the baby gets obstructed and they have to have a cesarean. And, and I Ugh. get, like, it's heartbreaking for these women. But, and it's never, there's never really a right thing to say to someone. No. But it's hard because you kind of think we're so lucky that we live in a country that we have access to two cesareans we have access to clean safe operating theaters so you know where your baby's going to be born like and safe and that you're both going to be absolutely fine not like i don't know like a hundred years ago or whenever it was when you know the mortality rate for was so so high because your baby would get stuck and that was it there was no way to get it out yeah also for people who are listening and you might work in very different areas in whatever city you live in I think people do watch commercials and watch yeah. movies and there's certain demographic of women and you would say, you might be able to say yay or nay to this depending on where you work that think this is what will happen these are steps one two and three I've been in clinic before where I've said to women you will probably have a vaginal birth and they'll be like but most people have cesareans right and well where are they hearing that from yeah and you know what we should probably have done some research and just set the actual <laughs> statistics to we see, could you know what we could what they, we could we could do that are. are you researching that now okay so why you're googling that because be we're, honest, i think i'm not going to find it that because quickly. we're totes prepared yeah. obviously a good thing to touch on when we're talking about perceptions of birth. Perceptions of how to feed your baby is a big one and parenting mm. as well. With the Free the Nipple campaign, that was like huge. Free the Nipple campaign? I feel campaign. that was like a few years ago now. Was that a, here? 
Yeah. What? How much you cheer at Melbourne? What? What's really? No way. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And a few years ago. A few years ago. Okay. And I mean, I'm saying this. I haven't breastfed, so but it does mm. seem like people are more comfortable breastfeeding and more happy to and want to. Especially now, so. you see everyone on the mm. Insta going, "Yeah, look at me breastfeeding." So there's mm. not people going, "Oh, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing that." Yeah. And I mean, I hope people don't in this day and age that I, I no hope, one feels. I hope so. Yeah. I've had two very specific things happen on the same day to me in regards to what you've just said about breastfeeding. Yeah. I had one woman actually say to me that she's not allowed to breastfeed in public because her husband doesn't like it. And I was like, oh, well, actually that doesn't really, you know, yeah. I said, you do I what mean, you're no, comfortable does with. Does he not eat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, next time he eats in public, throw a towel over his head. And then I had in the space of the same day, a woman say to me, I really don't like, you know, that other woman desperate to breastfeed whenever she wanted to. And this other woman is on the other side of the spectrum with her first baby crying her eyes out because she can't think of anything worse than putting a baby to her breast. And I'm like, you don't have to. Yeah. And I think this, there's this really years and years ago, there was always a bottle in a baby's mouth. Mm. And now the, it, the perception has changed where breast is best. Breast is best. And I think I like the saying, fed is best. Fed is best. <laughs> like, fed is best. And, you know, like, if a woman says yeah. to you, like if a woman says to me, I can't think of a good reason to breastfeed because she hates the feeling. It makes her vomit, which is quite common. Yeah. Some women will, when their milk lets down, um, have a response to it in terms of nausea and vomiting. Some women find it painful when their milk lets down. There's all sorts of reasons why a woman doesn't want to breastfeed, but women now who are choosing to bottle feed are under more scrutiny. Because yeah, people are very judgy these days. And like, why? But about like, everything, yeah. You know, it's just, business. you know, like... People were judgy with me because I breastfed my first child for two years. I got told on a plane, you shouldn't be feeding that child. And I was no, like, well, that's, that's the only kid. way I can get I this kid it. to sleep. But, you know, I don't care. I feel like I'm always very excited when I ask people. So I normally, you know, when I ask them, I'm like, um, especially when they're coming for delivery, if they yeah. haven't sort of set out a birth plan and, mm-hmm. and you know, or, you know, after you ask all the more questions, oh, are you planning on breastfeeding, baby? Like, what's your plans? Mm. And then I'm always like, oh, have you done any breastfeeding before? Because it's always good to know, not saying every um, – breastfeeding mode is going to be the same but mm. if they've had problems before you know they may have problems again yeah and if they've done it you know if they've breastfed all their like five babies previously then yeah. chances are this one's going to be fine yeah so yes yeah, so it's always good to know like what people and then you have are. women who bottle fed all their children and then they have their like their random sixth baby and they're like I've got I want to breastfeed I've, yeah and you're like what now. I'm not super busy like, and then you've got yeah. this like almost like first time mum yeah. who's never breastfed her baby and then it's really hard because people are like oh this is a multi six baby oh she doesn't really do it and you're like no 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 wait this, she doesn't know what she's before. doing <laughs> she needs help so I think I think that that's like as a mother and as a mother who like I was very very hell bent on breastfeeding and the way I took it was take a take a month at a time yeah if you get through that month get good you're on to your next month and by the time I got to my first year um I was like cool I've got the hang of this and then that changed because you know teeth and stuff and there was new challenges for me and um food and all sorts of other things because my first child didn't really eat food 
which is odd now because he eats so much. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, that's until he was make, like 10, 11 that's months. That's why you make this amazing yeah. milk that just serves yeah. your baby's nutritional needs. Um, but I, I just, I found that was the hardest part yeah. is perceptions of people like should you or shouldn't you and nowadays that's something i always talk about people's going to antenatal appointments i'm like as soon as you tell people you're pregnant every bloody person you know is going to have an opinion what you should do what mm. you shouldn't do um how their pregnancy was how and everyone how celebrities are doing it what yeah. are celebrities doing and then you're are they breastfeeding so much stuff bombarded by what they're doing and in the end you just have to kind of shut it out and be like well what's best for me i think the best yeah. thing for women to do when they're feeling overwhelmed by Put the phone media. down. <laughs> like I always say, watch the baby, not the clock. Find really good evidence-based. When I say evidence-based, it's information that's been tried and tested. Stay away from forums. Doctorhealth.com or yeah. where you're like, just literally yeah. any Joe Blow can set up a yeah. website and write that. And mm-hmm. stay away from breastfeeding forums that are toxic and full of, well, I hated it and this was horrible and this will happen and you have to do this. And getting on websites that are the Australian Breastfeeding Association or the Lilesh League also let me just like <laughs> roll back to those birth yeah yeah stats yeah oh yeah so this is the official australian birth stats so this is from the aihw so their birth are that two-thirds of mothers have vaginal births and one-third has cesareans so the majority oh. of women are having vaginal births this is in australia the oh. highest cesarean rate in the world is brazil Someone, please, you can tell me, oh, you feel a shit. But I'm pretty sure the women there just, they want a Caesar. You know what? I don't think many of the doctors we work with, in fact, I don't think any of the doctors I'm working with currently would give a woman a Caesar just because she wanted it. In a a public hospital, to be mm. honest, I feel it is a little bit tougher if you want a cesarean just because you want it. Um, because in a public hospital, you you know, you have to have yeah. a reason for a cesarean. Yeah. If you go to a private hospital and you're mm. paying for that shit, I mean, you can pretty much ask for what you want. You can ask, like, yeah. You can and do you know what? So, if that's a woman's choice. And that's your choice, yeah. Why but I think that should, should we no, take that away like, from her? It is hard, really, isn't it? I guess it will come back to money and costs because of mm. how much a cesarean costs compared to how much a... And how many kids do you want? Um, If you want five or six kids, you don't want five or six Caesars. No, exactly. Right? I only wanted two kids, tops. And I've had two Caesars. Yeah. Yeah, five or six Caesars would be pretty hard on the body. And I'm also sad when you have this, like, multi who's pushed out six beautiful babies and then she gets to number seven and I'm struck. She has has a Caesar. Oh, no. We've had that recently. It's all horrible. It's the worst. Yeah, I always feel really sad. (laughs) Yeah. And it also brings us back to that perception of, what everyone thinks should happen yeah. in birth. Like she's had six children vaginally. That one should so be full out. Therefore, yeah. <laughs> this one should be easy. But what I've learned, and I'm sure you've learned in midwifery, is that there's so many gray areas and nothing's really that predictable. You know, like I'd say normally if someone's a primary, I'd expect them to take a long time. But the mm. same, I've had primaries like pop babies out straight away. Yeah. And I've had multis. Take end ages. Up obstructed and have a Caesar or take ages. Yeah. yeah. So I guess in terms of the media and at the moment, because social media and everything is so accessible for people and you can just like surround yourself and feel like you have to 
follow Instagram, like certain mm. people, and like I mean, follow us. You know, yeah, follow us. Follow us. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but real. you know, there's a lot of pressure on women out there oh, to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, for their pregnancy, their birth, and breastfeeding, and, and how their, parenting, and how their and, body looks afterwards. Oh and, God, forget about that. Yeah, and I do feel, <laughs> I do feel it's got. It's really hard. I mean, there's this whole like body positivity movement that's that's going around now. It is, but, but I, I don't feel like it's towards postpartum yes, women. Yes, yes, which is after pregnancy. Not, if you don't know what that means, but and it's not as realistic. And I kind of hate it when you see these people like bending over trying to force a little fat roll out of themselves and going, "Yeah, yeah. Me. and I'm like. Mm-mm. You literally. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think one of the most important things to remember is that breastfeeding does not change your breasts. Okay, you might get stretch marks and stuff, but it's mm. from pregnancy. Yeah. Women are like, well, if you don't breastfeed, then your breasts will be fine. Um, actually, it doesn't matter if you breastfeed or not. Your body changes so much in pregnancy, and it's pregnancy what changes your body shape. Some women do bounce back, and more power to them. Whatever yeah. that's called genetics. Kind of like apt time for people to have when your body to have a baby is like mm. when you're quite young. So yeah. When you're like 18, 19, 20, that's like when your body is prime position. Yeah, because but you're, that's obviously yeah. not life position to have a baby exactly so you do see young mums come in and they have a baby and boom flat tummy great um mm. but i mean most of the people aren't wanting to have a baby at 18 or aren't no. in the right place at life so then generally you know you're having people come mm. and having babies older when their body is not at the prime women are so hard on themselves because they think oh, i'm gonna have this baby and i'm gonna be happy i'm gonna have this perfect little pram with the perfect blanket and we're gonna be walking to the shop and we're gonna go have lattes and we're all gonna look amazing and no you're fucking shit tired yeah. um you don't want to drink too much coffee because you think it might go through your breast milk and it might aggravate the baby or you've already had four coffees that morning to Actually, a limit? Lactation and <laughs> Is there like an official limit? What people I don't think there's an official for, official for limit, coffee? but I mean, caffeine does go through the breast milk. Do you feel milk. it's kind of individual? Like you see how yeah. your baby reacts to it? And I think it's how you react to caffeine yeah. as well. Um, I used to be able to drink enormous amounts of caffeine and yeah. neither of my babies seemed to mind it. Yeah. But um, maybe, <laughs> though they both like tea and coffee, <laughs> like now, so yeah. maybe... But, you know, I just, that sort of perception that you have to be looking your best. I say stay in your fucking pajamas, bring your girls around the house, bring them cook you some food. (laughs) Did I, I think I've told you this story that I went to my son's, my first child's uh, six week maternal child health nurse appointment without him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rocked up. It was Mother just of the year, yeah. <laughs> parenting one over. Um, so I rocked up to the appointment in my pajamas. I had like a normal top on, but my maj- yeah. pajama bottoms. And I got in. I was, it was the first time I could really drive after yeah. my Caesar. I was like, oh, should I take the pram out? And then I was like, oh, I didn't bring the pram. Oh, no, because I can just walk him in. And then I open up the side door and I was like, fuck. I didn't bring him. Well, like, had you left him with someone? Or you just he was in the him? cot sleeping. I like by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But can I say people wouldn't do that now? But I feel like when I was, I was like, so a baby, tired. I feel like parents did that in the 80s. Yeah, just, but I was so yeah. tired. And I swore I put him in there. Yeah. And 
I remember the health nurse because it was just like around the corner and the health nurse was like, Laura, are you okay? And I was like, I left him at home. She's like, what? I'm like, I'll be right back. BRB with the baby. And she came back and she was laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing. And I was like, I'm so tired. Like I can't see straight. I'm so tired. When I was a baby, so... Back in, no, the, it was a baby. back in the day, obviously I don't recall this, but I've heard the stories. Small town, England, you know, they used to leave the pram like outside the mm, shop when mm. they went into the shop. That was and totally a so thing. so my dad did that and then went home and left me like outside the shop. <laughs> I love that no one took you. <laughs> Clearly no one wanted me because I was still there. And he they all back. got their own babies. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like, oh, there's a baby outside the shop, whatever. And see, this is what's changed so much. Oh, yeah, now. Oh, my God. You would now. Never, could you imagine going into Coles and just leaving your baby outside? <laughs> like with the dog. In a minute. Like, <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? I got taken home in a wicker basket and put yeah. on the back seat of my parents' car. Yeah. I remember when you didn't even have to wear a seatbelt. Yeah, that was no, the, and there was no seatbelts so, in the back of yeah. the car. And I don't know if you had different rules here in Australia, but I remember even as a teenager and my mum would be like, if you're going to sit in the front seat, wear a seatbelt. Yeah. It's safer wearing a seatbelt in the front seat, but in the back seat, it didn't matter. Like, and it's, you know, yeah. and we're alive now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Surprising. Um, but, yeah. yeah, surprisingly. But our parents did such different things with us, which now when I see young parents – and some of them are my friends. I either think one of two things. Wow, they really don't worry about certain things. Yeah. I worried about yeah. them. Or you really should be worrying about that. Yeah. It's one or two. I'm either surprised that they're not worried or surprised yeah. that they're worried. Mm. Or there's certain things like I've had women worried about where I'm just like, hmm. The first year is a total write-off. Yeah. But, you know, how are we going yeah, for time? Cool. Well, mm. I, feel, I don't know. I just feel like we've, we've prattled on. For we a have lot. prattled on. But, and no, we, we did. got a bit off topic and whatever. But it's the beauty of having a podcast with no real rules or regulation. We did address things and we gave yeah. people some information, anyway, didn't so we? I hope you have <laughs> enjoyed this app of Head of You. Yeah. And, again, if you have anything you want us to cover or any questions, hit, hit us, us up, up on Insta, Head uh-huh. On View Podcast. Excellent. Follow us, subscribe, download, and all that other stuff all people the do things. on Spotties. We'll see you next time, hopefully with our number three in tow. And be sure to tune in next time for more laughs, thrills, and real stories from real midwives on Head On View. I didn't know it was still recording.